Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano and this is the Faith for Today broadcast. And in this broadcast, we are looking at what we've been looking at previously, which is how to help. One of the greatest topics we could really take some time looking at is how to be a helper. Uh, God Himself, anything we do for and with Him, we are to be helpers, laborers together with Him. And so God is all the time looking around and seeing who can He use, how, who can be a help to Him and to His work. And people that are under Him are all the time looking around saying, who can be a help to us? Who has God called and uh, who will be a faithful help? That's what kind of help we're talking about. When we're talking about good help, in fact, the, the Bible touches on this. It says, a faithful man who can find. And when um, it talked about how the Son of Man, when He would return, shall He find faith. So to have a faithful helper is to have a rare commodity. Faith is such a valuable aspect. And so when we're talking about faithfulness, well, yes sir, we're going to look at whose standard are we looking at. And uh, when we're to help God, when we're to help the Lord Jesus, we're to help them according to their standard. And you'll find God's standard is His Word. It's said in, in the Scriptures, in His Word, that He has exalted His Word above His name. That's how much of a standard He puts upon His Word, is that even amongst His own name, He sets His name lower than the Word, the very inspired Word of God that is our Holy Bible. And so that is the standard when it comes to helping God and helping man. Now, we have other people that will help as unto the Lord, and they have a standard. And when we're looking at what their standard is, we can make it very simple. There are certain things that they like, certain things they don't like. And if we'll take time and look to God, He'll show us some things they like and some things they don't like. And we can make ourselves good helpers and faithful helpers by simply learning what do they like? What don't they like? And it comes back to the standard that they set. And um, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. And this has been, for this topic, we've been looking at this as a foundational scripture. And it says here, and I'm going to read it to you. You'll see it there in the King James. Um, I, I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified Classic Version. And it says here in that ninth verse, For we are fellow workmen, we are joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. So we got some room for improvement. That doesn't mean we can't be useful. And it goes on and continues and says, You are God's building. Hallelujah. And he good, continues and says, According to the grace of God, and he was saying, this is Paul by the Spirit of God, that was bestowed on him. He said, Like a skillful architect and master builder, I laid the foundation, he said. And now another man is building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it. The Amplified Classic says, or I'm sorry, the King James says, But let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. Do we need to watch how we build on this kingdom? How we build what he was saying. Thank you, Father. 
um, on this foundation that has been set before us. We need to watch. Am I building on this thing right? Well, and um, he goes on and says in the 11th verse, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it goes on and talks about how every man's work will be tried by fire over the course of the end of time. This is why it's so important not to seek to please men over God. Because at the end of the day, those works can go through the fire and be tried and find out that that time was not well used. It became nothing. They might have been pleased with us, but God, He wasn't in it. And so even if they smiled about it, even if we got a lot of likes from it, if God was not pleased, it wasn't a faithful work. And it was not laid upon the foundation in the way Jesus Christ and God the Father intended. And the same thing can be true in helping another person. We can have great intentions and do other things, but if there was no direction to do that, if we had no place, if they had not said that's what they wanted, if we did not see that's what they liked and that was the standard that they set, then we could have done it. We could have spent a lot of time in it. We could have put a lot of effort into it. But it'll go through fire. It'll be tried and be tested. And although we tried to please them as much as we could in the end of the time, it, it did not meet the standard and it did not last through the testing. And um, so in looking at this, let's look at Colossians 3 verses 18 through 24. Yes, sir. We are all the time setting a standard for those around us. I know a, a good thought that you and, uh, and I can, we can remind ourselves about is, you know, if everybody did what, I, what I'm doing, you know, how well off would we as a community be? You know, if, if I don't go to church, you know, and everybody else decided they weren't going to go to church, you know, how well would our church be? If, um, you know, if I don't go to prayer and no one else goes to prayer, how great is the prayer meeting going to be? And when it comes to setting a standard, again, we're all the time doing it by what we do, by what we say, and by what we correspond with action. And it's... Well, I'll, I think we'll come to that. Let, let me read this here in Colossians 3, 18 through 24. And it says here, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as it's fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, Obey in all things your masters. Now, this is saying employees. Obey in all things your employers according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ." In these natural ways, we serve the Lord Christ. 
as wives by submitting unto own husbands as is fit in the Lord, as husbands loving wives and not bitter against them, as children obeying parents in all, in all for this is well pleasing to the Lord, as fathers not provoking children to wrath and discouraging them, as employees obeying in all things our employers according to the flesh, not with eye service, not just to please men as a men pleaser, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And in whatever we do, doing it heartily, doing it with our heart, being all in it, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that of the Lord we shall receive the reward of the inheritance. When we do it in God, when we do it heartily, God says, I'm rewarding it. It's not just for that time. It, it shall come back to you, possibly in this time, but it shall be eternally as well rewarded for what we do. And thank you, Lord. Let's go to Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy 4, verses 1 and 2. Thank you, Lord. One of the ways that you and I can keep a standard is by not adding to a direction, an instruction, and not taking away from one. And we'll find that here in these verses, Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2. Now don't let that be too simple, because like I said, we have an enemy that likes to complicate things. And although we had a simple task at hand, what will happen? He'll cause this problem to rise up over here, and try and draw our attention to it and distract us. And in this world, you might have to put that fire out. And then before you know it, you're trying to remember, where was I? What was I doing? What was my last instruction? It's a good thing to take notes. Uh, write it down. You know, you see people do it in, in, um, in services. And that's great. That's wonderful. But you'll find a lot fewer will do it outside, you know, in, in normal everyday things. And yet most of what we do is natural. It's, you know, we have a supernatural God. So there's things He'll deal with us to do naturally in this world. We'll have to operate. And, you know, we got these devices all the time around us. We have a note section. How hard is it to put a note in there to remind ourselves that's what I was doing? And redirect us to get back to that. Because when this thing comes up, it's that much easier for God to go take you back to your note section. You go, oh yeah, that's right. I need to finish that project. Let me get back over there. And in maturity, we'll learn how to not be distracted. How to be able to stay focused. And that's another part of keeping a standard. It's a faithful help that when we come alongside and help the Lord help those that He would have us help, that there could be all these things going on, but we keep the task at hand. And we realize, I'm not directed to do that. They've not given me any direction to help out with that thing. If they didn't direct me to be there, if I have no leading to be there, then I'm just in the way. I'm not being faithful by just trying to do everything. Faithfulness has to first come by hearing, has to come by direction. And so, in this here, in Deuteronomy 4, verses 1 and 2, we find here it says, Now therefore hearken, it means listen and give heed 
O Israel, to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you for to do them, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers gives you. So there are rewards involved with this instruction. They're saying, listen, hear well and be ready to do this because if you do, you will live. And then you'll go in and you'll get your possession. You will take hold of this inheritance that is yours. But what if they decided they weren't going to hearken? What if they decided they had something else to do? What if they got distracted with something else so they weren't hearing this over there? Then they're going to be insufficient. They're going to be missing out on the life God had for them, on the things He needed them to go lay hold on and take. Because they weren't hearing the right thing so they couldn't keep and do the right thing. And so it continues and says, You shall not add to the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Now the Amplified Classic says, You shall not add to the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish it, it says as well. So to diminish is to take away from it. How many times, in fact, you know, we've worked, if you have time and you ever work with children and, you know, even being a child growing up, you might have played this particular game, uh, what do they call it, I think it's telephone, and someone starts with a particular phrase, and the idea is that they'll tell it to the person next to them, and it goes around, and it's supposed to be the same thing you start with, but all too often, as it gets back around, somebody added to that word or somebody took away from that word and before you know it it's not the same word and that's what's happened and this is why a lot of times it's important not to have all these other people in the middle because there's much more opportunity for words to be added to it and words to be taken from it and what was a clear simple instruction gets diluted or it gets um, missing of the very substance that it had and this is a faithful witness will be true to the original the original message that was to go forth, the the original yes sir project that was to be done the blueprint that was presented you don't want to have be to be building a home or building a structure and all the while you gave them the blueprint of what it's supposed to look like and then you got this shower in some place you never decided and you have this over here and you have that over there and you come back and go guys what is this this wasn't what we drawn what we drew up this is not original to the blueprint what happened because in that regard you would think there's no excuse why did you add that? Why did you take away that? What were you thinking? And you would think that wasn't helping me. How simple it is if we want to be a help. Just get the direction. Keep it to its entirety. Don't even think. No matter how good of an idea it seems like. No matter what you see on because your boots on the ground no matter what you see if it's a good idea write it down put it in that note section ask them about it later 
Call them if you need to. Do what you got to do. But don't add to that vision. Don't take away from it. That is faithfulness. Because, you know, when you talk about being a faithful help, you know, you can make it as simple as do get the job done in the best way possible. But that's up to opinion. When you say the best way possible, the job got done. That's up to who's looking at it. That's up to who's deciding. It's up to who you're serving, who you're helping. And um, thank you, Lord. Let's go together to Deuteronomy 12, verse 32. And here again we see, What things soever I command you, observe to do it. You shall not add thereto, nor diminish from it. He said, be watchful to do it in the Amplified Classic. Be watchful. Now let's look at John 5, verse 19. And we're going to look at Jesus, the Master, how He operated. There's no greater way than what He has exemplified. And you and I can follow after that way. 19, verses 19 and 20 of John 5. And Jesus, before He went to the cross as we're putting it there on the screen for you, he had this confession. He said that he always did those things that pleased the Father. And he said this before he was to be crucified, so as a man, he can still miss it. But he said, I thank you, Father, I always do those things that please you. It was a faith profession to say that. And he never... He, he was tempted in all points and yet did not sin. So he's not lying. He actually pleased the Father in everything. How did he do it? Let's, let's look. It shows us here. Then answered Jesus and said to them, Verily, verily, or truthfully, truthfully, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he does, these also does the Son likewise. For the Father loves the Son, and shows Him all things that Himself does, and He will show Him greater works than these that you may marvel. So He makes it clear, the Father shows me what to do. He gives me a vision. He gives me a blueprint. I can't take any credit for it. I've only done what He's shown me to do. He said, I didn't add anything to it. I didn't take anything from it. I just did what God the Father showed me. That's all I did. Now let's look at verse 30 of the same chapter. And Jesus said, He continued and said, I can of my own self do nothing. As a faithful helper, this is the truth. In fact, it will help us. Let's say this together. I am a faithful helper of God and of man, and just like the Master Jesus, I can of my own self do nothing. <laughs> and I know there's people that are refusing to say that. That's your choice. That's fine. But Jesus could not do anything of Himself. 
And we're not being wise if we think we're going to do it better another way. No, I'm a good helper to God and to man because I know this. Of myself, I can't do it. Of myself, I can do nothing. But I'm not alone. I'm not of myself. I have God the Father. I have the Lord Jesus. And I will be shown of them the right way. I will hear of them and know what to say. And you can do the very same. But we must first come to that foundation of, of myself. I can do nothing. That's the truth. And he continued and said, as I hear. So again, before he said, the Father shows me. Now he said, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because what? Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. The reason why Jesus could see it clearly was because he wasn't seeking for himself. Selflessness is a key to understanding and is a key to light, to vision. He said, my judgment is right. Let me read this in the Amplified Classic. He said, I'm able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get His orders. God will give orders. Even as I hear, I judge. He said, I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my judgment is right. My judgment is just. My judgment is righteous. How are you going to make the right choice? In, in helping someone, in doing right with what's theirs, in keeping the standard right. How are you going to make the right decision? Right here. Because I'm not seeking my own will. I can tap into the knowing of what is right. I can hear it right. I can see it right. The Father can show me. Those people that, that we are called to help will see what it is that will please, what it is that they'll like, what it is that will keep the standard that God has shown them for their organization, for this company, for what have you. And in so doing, we will, because we don't seek or consult our own will, what we want. We'll have no desire to do what's pleasing to ourselves, our own aim, our own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent us. And so when we get to the place where we realize, okay, I'm here to help, and now I'm here to help as to the Lord here, and so their standard, I'm now placing myself under. And if they're not directing me to lie, to cheat, to steal, something that's ungodly and against the standard of God, then I can obey that standard as to the Lord and His standard. And that means when I'm there and I'm there to be a help, we are not seeking our own, what we want to do, how we want to do it. We're not there pleasing ourselves or seeking our own aim or our own purpose. We're here to help. Something that's been such a help to me and it comes up to me over the course of the years and my experience is that I remember our elders in the faith, uh, Brother Keith Moore has been a pastor to us and so thankful for their uh, spiritual uh, help 
in these days. And, and I know one of the things he had mentioned in his experience, he had to grow and learn. And he said, helping his elders, the thought would come to him by the help of the Lord that he's not here to judge them. He's here to help them. And that is very simple, but that's, that's what we're talking about here. Because when we're alongside helping people, we will have a lot of different ways we think would be better to do this thing. And it'll bring into task to critique them, which is to judge them and to judge theirs. And it's a very simple renewal to change our focus and go, okay, well, when, I, when it's my company, maybe I'll do it differently. When it's my, when I'm leading the thing, maybe I will do it differently, but I'm not leading the thing right now. And so what I will not do is I won't judge them. I won't critique them. I won't tell them how they're supposed to do theirs. And I will be here and I will help as I can, which means what? I won't add to their direction. I won't take away from it. I'll just do as I'm directed. I'll be true to that original and I'll be a faithful help. Hallelujah. And he went on and said, make sure I'm thank you, Master. <clears throat> so let's go together to John the eighth chapter now. And let's look at verse twenty-eight. Hallelujah. And again, as we first started this, one of the things we looked at is the Holy Spirit is the example of helper. Jesus told us that he was sending to us another helper. He said, excuse me, another comforter, meaning that Jesus was a comforter. The way in which Jesus helped upon the earth brought comfort, and the Holy Spirit helps in that same way, that he makes our lives comfortable by the way he helps us. And He's always there. You don't have to look around for Him. He's not out, you know, playing golf when you, when you need some help on Him. He's present. He's there when you need Him. There when you call upon Him. And we'll find this is how He helps, in direct reflection with God the Father. He says, I only say what I hear the Father say. That's how He gives us instruction that's how we get revelation is that the holy spirit will hear from the father and aren't you glad he doesn't change it aren't you glad he doesn't test us and go let me just add this and see if they catch on let me just take that away they'll figure it out it'll be aren't you glad he brings us the original blueprint and goes here it is this is exactly how the father wants it he wants it put here in this way he wants that over there he wants this here you go go to work this is how he does it for us this is how easy he makes it for us to follow that kind of blueprint and faithfully help wherever he's called us to now here in 828 i know we just got a few more moments here and it says here in John 8, 28, Then said Jesus to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. So he's making it clear, The things I spoke, I was taught of God. Which meant He doesn't take credit for it, because He didn't teach it to Himself. God taught Him. Hallelujah. 
as the Holy Spirit teaches us today. Now, let's go to John 16, verses 13 and 14 in closing. John 16, 13 and 14. Thank you, Jesus. And here it says, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself. He's not, he doesn't have His own agenda. He's not looking to do His own thing. He does not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Hallelujah. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. This is how to be faithful in helping. Is to receive that original vision, that original direction, commandment, and to be a doer of it just that way. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. What is it that my master likes? What is it? If I'm supposed to help them, how do they like it? What is the standard they've set? And if I'm supposed to be over it, then if I set the standard and I'm not hypocritical, then if I expect them to do it, I'm a willing person to do it myself. Don't you understand? Jesus is not expecting out of us something He wouldn't do personally. The Holy Spirit isn't expecting out of us something He would not do personally. God the Father, He is this way. So if I'm expecting of you to go to do something that I don't show up and do, then I'm, I'm expecting a standard out of you that I'm not upholding. As a leader, as leaders, the standards that we uphold in right mind should be those that we expect. We should not be expecting out of others standards we are not upholding. If we want them to be there for that prayer meeting, then we need to check with God if we're not supposed to be there. If we want them to show up for the service, we need to check with God if we're not supposed to be there personally. We got things going on, so do they. But if we expect them to hold to that standard, are we ourselves holding to it? Thank you, Pastor. Let's unhook for here, for now. And I just am so thankful for each and every one of you. This is our seed to you. We're so thankful we can broadcast and get good news out. You know, you and I can, we are entering into the place where we're the most faithful help to God and to man in these days. And we're so thankful that we can sow the wonderful seed of God's word across the earth. There's nothing greater. We're so thankful. And for that, friends, we love you, we bless you, and we will see you soon.